grid. A digital frontier. I tried to picture clusters of information as they moved through the computer. What did they look like? Ships, motorcycles. Were the circuits like freeways? I kept dreaming of a world I thought I'd never see. And then, one day, I got in. Yahtzee. Okay, everybody. Hi, welcome to the game. We'll play itself. This is the end of the year. Bye bye now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're all done. That's quick, right? Right. Good afternoon, everyone. This is the game. We'll play itself podcast. I am Lord T Maker, aka Will McKellar. That there, that there gentleman up there in that corner there in his seat there, right? It's James Atkinson. Hi. And this is the end of the decade show. Yes, the final time we sit here talking absolute bollocks on a podcast for 2019 and for the 2010s. Yeah, we can only, we only get to do this time of a show once every 10 years. Yep. <laughs> the next time we do this, we're going to be a lot older. I remember when video games, when, when we were allowed to play video games when the youngins didn't, oh, it's embarrassing. I remember when the X button meant something. <laughs> uh, I, I remember CDs. Let's have CDs edition. And if you lost your game, you do, all you had to do was go to a shop and buy another one. Unless you bought the protection plan. <laughs> yeah, and even then, if, if it's not 100% pristine, you're screwed. And you have to hold a console for 13 months before you can upgrade it. What a great choice. What a great choice eh, to do that. But, but yeah, so good afternoon, everyone. Hope you're well. Hope you've got your games of the year ready to drop in chat. Good afternoon, Jonathan. Good afternoon, Michael. And any lurkers in there? Hello. We see you, but that's okay. Here's, here's a cup of tea. You, you sit there on the couch and have a good time. So are we going to do our, our Game of the Year content dump first, or shall we do the games that we've been playing to take away? Well, let's talk about our games that we've been playing. Let's talk about some predictions, and then we'll talk about our Game of the Year candidates. I think that's fair. Yep, that's fair. That's unfair. And we can't just lead in with like the thing that everybody wants to hear, or we assume yeah. you guys want to hear. <laughs> I, I'm, I could be wrong. Uh, and then just give you guys no other reason to stick around besides some of our wondering shining personalities and obviously above grade content indeed right 
so yeah so what we've been playing uh well i mean it, it's fairly easy for me what i've been playing is it's pretty much the same as last week <laughs> Uh, I did a 5-0 victory on Snooker 19, which I did another century break on. Uh, got further in Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I now own the districts of London. They are mine as part of the Rooks. Uh, on to Secret 7. Completed Trine 4. Completed Sp uh, Splinter Cell Double Agent. Played a ton more grid, which I'm almost at the end of that. Played a little bit of Pinball FX3 because I got the tables. Rocket League, where Jay... Robin and myself won overall 13-5. And Tricky Towers, where I've discovered I'm shit. And that's all I've been playing. <laughs> How about you? It's a decent amount. Uh, pretty simple what I've been playing. Uh, Corby Town has now been promoted from its from whatever... The, was it the Regionals Counties League South Division 1? So essentially, we're 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 two leagues away from Vanarama North South, or one league away from Vanarama North South, which is where Football Manager lets you start the game. So think, what is this? So that means we're tier. We were we were in tier seven. We're in tier six now. Right. Uh, so that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. Turning on leagues, turning off leagues, usual fun stuff until uh, I find a data database that doesn't shit the bed. And then, uh, once once the date when I know that I can actually make it to the Premier League, uh, I will then edit it, and then Tigwipes FC will show up. <laughs> Promotion, hey. exactly. Um, I, I do enjoy. We have a couple of great named uh, players. Uh, mm. We have a Spanish midfielder whose name is just Mark. Is it M A R C Mark? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's like one of those Spanish players that has like four names and it's just Mark and I'm just like he's club captain why name are you going to mess with him are you going to tell him otherwise he's no, a six no, no. foot he's a six foot two Span Spanish box to box midfielder who weighs about 162 pounds I wouldn't mess, so with, I wouldn't mess with him when he gets moving, he's going to hit you like a freight train. Exactly. Well, I, I kind of, I find that um most of my, when I when I buy midfielders and defenders, basically anyone in the team, I don't want them shorter than six foot. Um, I have a striker who is rapid and is six foot five, and he's Norwegian. <laughs> this is also to get the hedges, isn't it? Oh, the yeah, exactly. That way. When, you have a, <laughs> when you have a six foot five Norwegian guy barreling down on goal with you, you just go, well, fuck. Yeah, there's a Brazilian footballer named Fred. Exactly. So, I mean, it's it's all there. That's the beauty of Football Manager is not only to uh, is not only like the regions you get, but like how they're named. Um, I forget what I have a. Let me see if I can find the screenshot of the guy. I had a hilarious regen name that I had forever. Let me see if I still have the picture of it. Yep, here he is. Uh, nope, that's not it. That's the... It's just Football Manager 19. Where are you, Regen? I forget his name. I just know I ha I took a picture of it because it was just absolutely insane. But I will continue speaking about the games I've been playing. Uh, normal stuff besides for Football Manager. Uh, played a little Destiny. Played a little Path of Exile. And then I played... Uh, Disco Elysium. 
Nice. I got it, and I, I'm very happy with it. It is a good game. Yeah. Uh, I'm going the route where I am like super psychically sensitive, so like inanimate objects talk to me. <laughs> Sounds like a crackhead. Hey, teapot. Yeah, yeah. I... Well, no, the, like the manager, the manager of the of the bar that you're staying at, uh, it was mm -hmm. being an asshole to me, and my tie was like, he's being a jerk. You should fucking arrest him. Nobody talks to you like that. You're a super cop. Fucking arrest this guy. I'm like, man, my tie is an asshole. And then you're like, <laughs> you're like, take the tie off, hide the tie, and then like I walked to the swinging corpse, and it started um. It started talking to me. It was like, tell me what you were like. He's like, oh, well, I was like this. And I'm like, wait, you're, he's like, wait, how am I talking to you? He goes, I don't know. You're weird. <laughs> All right. I did, I did find the, uh, I did find the picture. Um, be, be prepared for this. Uh, cause this guy's name is, is that of legend. Uh, here it is. Perfect. Done. All right, let me really exp I got to really expand it. But it's going to pop up right here on the middle of the screen. And also just look at the guy's face cuz Football Manager is known for its high quality graphics. There's the guy. His name is Sebastian Mullet. Mullet. With a handlebar with a handlebar mustache and a buzz cut. And a buzz cut. And if I'm not mistaken, he is... He's not called Moulet, is he? No, he's he's English. He's actually born <laughs> in Corby. He was born in Corby uh, in the game. And uh, yeah, as you can tell, he is a six-foot-tall center back who has spirited personality, 163 pounds, and his name is Mullet. Sebastian Mullet. <laughs> he must have had to... His ripped out of images school life then oh god i can only imagine and then he comes <laughs> he comes in as like one of the few english players into like my all brazilian team playing in, in corby <laughs> he, he just hides it very well <laughs> can you speak spanish see sí. good enough apparently like apparently because i though football major is a little weird i say that i'm from america and they're like, well, you're then you're fluent in Spanish. I'm like, how am I fluent in Spanish? Just because I'm from America? <laughs> no, what it is, it's like in, in, in when Edge and Christian in the mid 2000s was was uh, in disguise as a Spanish team called Los Conquistadores. <laughs> I saw a great football manager meme that it was it was it was a herald meme. Um, but it started off as like the board was staring at us so, like so so how are, what is your what is your how are you going to succeed with developing our youth system and it said in the show with Harold staring for the music well that's a very complicated thing and then in, at the bottom it says uh manager under fire for human trafficking of youngster young young footballers from South America <laughs> like oh Technically, that's how you do it. You get to the Premier League, and then you just buy all the South American players. Um, I should also be, I am happy to report, um, in my version of, my version of uh, Football Manager, uh, yeah. England not leaving the European Union. No Brexit. No Brexit. Ah. So, already alternate history. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, but going on from that, Path of Exile is the only other thing I've been playing because, you know, when you're playing Football Manager and yep. you're playing Disco Elysium, sometimes you actually need a game where you click on things and stuff actually dies. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just, you know, more and more stuff. Yeah, because this isn't Disco Elysium a point and click CRPG. RPG. Yeah, very, 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 very interesting for FM history. <laughs> so, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, so in the alternate history where I am the coach of Corby Town FC, <laughs> I've already had the discussion uh, with uh, my girlfriend. She's just like, I'm. if and when we have kids, she's just like, I'm not going to be a soccer mom. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm going to take the kids to soccer. I'm probably going to coach them. I'm going to be like the freaking Pep Guardiola on the side. You got overlap. Deep crosses in the box. Deep crosses in the box. Timmy, you got to go in there with the tackle. Smart fouls. Smart fouls. All right. Karen, listen, are you coaching here right now? You're not. So get back on the beds and shut the hell up. Oh, by the way, um, uh, bake sale on Tuesday. Let's not forget the bake sale on Tuesday. <laughs> You're gonna teach your kids to be like Vinnie Jones, aren't you? Exactly. Just I'm gonna no, I'm gonna teach them to be like Z Zidane, just headbutton people all over the place. Just... I'm, already, stand there, little, I'm, not already, I'm already excited for it. She's like, what qualifications <laughs> do you have to coach soccer? My like, football manager. Like I'm like, it's this is this is like five and six year olds. If I can make it so that they're not all just bunched together. I'm doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, the ball's inside the pitch. They're all just bunched together running after it. Exactly. It's like, no, <laughs> keep the formation. Keep the formation. Well, I predict. Ooh, I predict that this could happen next year. Along with other predictions. Ooh. Oh, you mean like me coaching youth soccer teams? Yeah. It will happen next year. <laughs> it will happen soon at some point. It will happen. Uh, and it will be absolutely hilarious to see me standing on a on a pitch line, looking very unhappy. <laughs> yeah, just sort. Of... <laughs> Hi, Geo. Morning, Bye, Geo. Geo. How are we doing today? <laughs> yes. So yeah. that's all I've been playing. Right. And so predictions. World. Prediction. Yes. Oh. What do we have as a prediction? Uh, I mean, let, let's bet. I've got Cyberpunk's going to do well. I've got a, I've got a spicy one. Oh, God, that gives you spice. Uh, Sony is going to go to timed exclusives on their thing. They're no longer going to be console exclusives. So, Starting with Final Fantasy. So potentially we could have Uncharted on Xbox. You know? Yes. That could be one hell of a gamble. I th well, I think that that's how we're going to see going forward with uh, the next-gen consoles. But starting with, starting with next year, next year uh, Sony's going to go timed exclusive and not full-on console exclusive. Look at look at Xbox. Yeah, I could buy I could buy all of Halo on Steam right now. Yeah, and obviously probably get a ton of matches because it's Steam and a lot of people are on it. So there's a good chance that I can get a lot of play a play time. Here's a hot prediction for you. Alan Wakes come to PlayStation next year. Right. 
because Remedy own a license now. Microsoft don't. Yep. Yep. They can make a shit ton of money from people for that because they got the license sorted as well for the music. So that was okay and sorted out as well. So I think also, 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 um, I think Minecraft is just going to see the floodgates open. The fact that they finally bent on that one. Yeah. So it's happening. The cross cross platform is finally happening. And so we can't really say the, oh, my console is better than yours. Do you smell if you have the wrong one? <laughs> As we did back in the childhood days. So, Biotic, I, yeah, so if you want like a really specific prediction, I, I predict Spider Man is on something beyond PlayStation next year. Like a greatest hits, like all the DLC Spider-Man is on either PC or Xbox or some combination of the both. Let's let's be honest. We love the Switch. That's not going to be able to handle Spider-Man. But you can say that or get God of War or any one of those things. I expect those those exclusives to start doing that. And obviously with, with Square, Square kind of has like their own deal where like, you know, they can bring the Final Fantasies to PC. I mean... Was it 15 has been on PC forever? It has been a long, well, quite a while. Quite a while. And they're so bringing Yakuza now to Xbox. And PC. Yeah. So, and, it, and the thing is with PC, I mean, with, with any gaming PC, I don't, I, I know you, I could stream from my Xbox to my PC if I wanted to. Yeah. I could play an Xbox game on my PC. Uh, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that the technology is going to come soon to go the other way. It's very so. possible. I mean, without also with X Cloud, but on your PC, if you go into into your Windows mm -hmm. and you go into your app for your Xbox, if you look on the menu down the left hand side, you'll see a little Xbox icon there, which connects to your console to stream your games that way. Yeah. So it's obviously my my Xbox is doing other stuff right now. It's basically mm -hmm. being cable box because my girlfriend loves. Losing the goddamn remote. You know what she doesn't touch? The Xbox controller, which means I can at least control the TV that way. But that's that's a spicy one for you. That's 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 one that I kind of foresee, but I'm yeah. not expecting and I expect that to be like an E three announcement. Like or something like that. I predict that in February, during a state of play or a special reveal the PlayStation 5 will be shown. I I predict they're going to give a price. And I predict around about the same time, Xbox with their series will come out with different bundles and tell us the prices as well. Oh, you mean However, I don't think they're going to be cheap. No. I think, the, I think these will be probably some of the most expensive consoles of all time. Yeah, I think we're going to be looking 500 quid for at least one of them. Easily. At the very least, one of them. I'm expecting it's not what I want. Yeah, it's not what I want. I wish they would. They were potentially coming out at about the same price as PS4. You know, and that was about 349, 399. Um, however, that price, I don't think is realistic because of the SSD drives. Because you're gonna need space. You're gonna need if you want the backwards compatibility on them, you're gonna need hard drive space. 
I just and yeah, we're gonna need a lot of hard drive space. We're gonna need at least two terabytes in the consoles with options to add more. You're not gonna get that cheap in an SSD. They, they may do a dual hard drive, like most gaming mm. PCs, where you have the boot and operating system on an SSD, and then they keep yeah. the data storage on a on a on a uh, regular hard drive. Yeah, because they said it was seamless loading. I mean, we've seen the Spider-Man load, right? We've seen that. Yeah. I mean, Jonathan's saying 450, which is is more expensive than the PS3. However, that was in sort of range of the Xbox One when that first came out. I don't know. They'd say it was going to be competitive, but it needs to be an attractive proposition. Otherwise, people are not just going to rush out and buy that because in this day and age, with everything going on with our governments and shit, who has that to spare straight away unless you're saving for about a year, two years, which is probably why the Xbox started doing that whole, you know, access bit. Where you, you know, the mobile phone contracts where you can upgrade, you know, as long as you keep it nice and tidy. Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's my predictions. We have any more? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to th- uh, Zelda probably the next Zelda game gets gets announced uh, mm-hmm. at one point during the year. Um, next, another kill zone is going to be as a, as a PS5 title launch title. There will be a Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, there will be. I mean, these are just layups. Um, I think. We hear more about a Bethesda game, one of their major three projects. Either we're going to hear about Elder Scrolls Six. Six mm-hmm. is it? Where are we on six now? Yeah, six. We're either going to hear about Elder Elder Scrolls Six or Starfall, because they've had such a down year that they need to get some hype growing behind the company again. So they need to basically do that by. Really pump, pimping a flagship title. Doom Eternal is coming out. Mm-hmm. So and that will be good. That will and be I good. already have that. <laughs> I just need it delivered when it's released. Yeah. So that's so that we know that, but they need they need yeah. positive hype of a studio game, a Bethesda studio game, not a a game produced by they put, Bethesda. Yeah. yeah. So especially because the it's just. I'm not going to say dumpster fire because we've seen worse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Fallout 6 just keeps on giving with dumpster fires. 70, 76, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> if you ever wanted to make Fallout 4 look really good, <sighs> Cyberpunk delayed? I don't think so. Oh. I mean, I could keep in touch with a friend of ours about that. <laughs> How's it going? Is it going to be delayed? <laughs> I don't see. But yeah, so. Because it's because CD Projekt Red seems to be on the like the amount of time that they've taken seems to me that like they have strategically planned this out. Like there was nothing on this game after like they had their original announcement trailer, nothing, and then all of a sudden now we're getting to. This. I, I I'm pretty sure that the game is coming out when I'm seeing adverts on Twitch and YouTube. Yeah, as my like loading into videos, and I'm seeing Cyberpunk. You don't go there until you're ready for release. You don't start spending money on advertising until you know that this is going to be your release date. 
Because then there's no point. If you know you're going to push it back six months or five months or three months, why spend the money? Because you're just then generating hype that has to sustain itself for over even more period of time. Yeah, it's almost like you're just pissing money up the wall, really, for, for advertising that you could have to change down the line. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. So, mm. and, and CD Projekt Red, is, is to me, as a company, doesn't do things when if until they're absolutely sure it's going to be good and it's ready. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're just bug fixing at this point and cleaning up a few things. Um, yeah, because that alpha build that we saw in, in October looked pretty done to me. Yeah. Obviously, it was pretty, like... You know that forty that it it looked really good. It looked pretty solid and tight. Um, apparently, it's going to be a big night city. Is going to be pretty big. Um, the only thing that I ask for is that they allow mod support because I want my Blade Runner reskin of Night City. It's all there. You just got to like turn it all sepia tone. Yeah. <laughs> Just make it more miserable, rainy. <laughs> it's, it's it's that it's that close, that close. But Horizon Zero Dawn Two is definitely one, and I think that may be that may be a launch title. Yeah, I think that very much could be a launch title. It would make sense. Yeah, have a heavy hitter out the block. Because that's the that's the thing about normally launch titles. A lot of them you get. It's just games that are thin on the ground, isn't it? Until, you know, developers start really getting into it. Or you get, like, a Halo, and it's, like, two-thirds of a Halo. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, we need another one, which that's that should be a launch title for the Xbox series. A Halo? A Halo, yeah. Uh, that, means, that means an Uncharted probably comes to uh, PlayStation. Oh yeah, that would be sort of um, another one from like the Lost Legacy. It should be good, because you know Lost Legacy was it was a fun little game. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I I like Uncharted. I like Uncharted without Drake in it now. I think like his story's been told. Mm-hmm. Like we've we've kind of gone there. Uh what the hell is the name of the game? Uh, let me pull up the name of it. Uh. It's a PlayStation futuristic uh, FPS. Killzone. Yes, I would love to see yeah. them to revive Killzone. Yeah, that's that's that was prediction that people were saying. That was a universe that had so much potential. Just the one that was launched for PS4 was just not great, and it's a shame because Killzone Three was really good, really damn good. Do you know who I think could do an awesome Killzone game? Titanfall developers. Oh, uh, Respawn? Respawn. Yeah. Could you imagine them with that? I mean, they've got Titanfall, which it's really close, but I think they could do some awesome stuff with it. Yeah, that that could be. But I don't think people are kind of looking for that in their first-person shooters anymore. And then, of course, it would have to have a Battle Royale mode. (laughs) Battle Royale mode, I think, will ease off in 2020. I hope it You won't off. get as many. I, I think that bubble is the bubble is at the point of bursting. It's Yeah, we've hit oversaturation of the market. 
yeah, you don't need any more. There's plenty out there for people to get that. You know, let the people who know how to do it do it, and then you just do your own thing. I'm trying to think what other other kind of interesting predictions we can make. Um, Hideo Kojima goes into it goes into like hiding again. Yep. <laughs> Which is fine. I mean, like he's had he's had a good year. Yeah, he has. See, I, I would say about some more predictions, but as I, say, I can't see into the future because I don't have 2020 vision. Yeah, I had to crowbar that one in there. Didn't I did. I had to get it in there somewhere. <laughs> and for myself, I shall, even though you guys won't hear it. There we go. <laughs> so I'm trying to think of other stuff, but it's. I mean, we kind of have a game. The first three months is going to be out of control. I don't think yes. Konami is going to touch him. The Konami isn't really even making games anymore. What was the last game they actually made? Didn't they like re-release a Dynasty Warriors? Uh, probably. Uh, oh see. wait, they did Con the Contra series and Castlevanias. Okay. And they did uh, Pez Soccer. Oh yeah, which I need to get uh, 2020 of Pez so I can play it with my wife. <laughs> Quote of the year, ladies and gentlemen. Quote of the year on the streams. <sighs> yes. So, um, I mean, I, I don't really have any more apart from the outlandish one of maybe this year is the one that nintendo go okay we'll go cross platform two with games i think it's gonna happen and the reason and the because once again we've talked about this in the podcast before the sustainability of having console exclusive won't happen and let's talk about one of the biggest console exp console like death stranding right yeah supposed to be a mm -hmm. playstation exclusive in six months, it's going to be, or in June, it's going to be on Steam. Yeah. And that was, and what's the studio that produced, or what's the company that produced that game and did all the financial backing for it? Sony. Sony. It yep. was. It was a publisher. It, it was Kojima Studios, but it was Bang. Konami, I don't have I don't have a lot of hope for Konami. Capcom is 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 definitely having a resurgence, and I'm and I'm happy to see them coming back. Sega is quietly has had multiple good years. Um, now I'm a little biased towards Sega because they make Football Manager, and I consider it always to be Game of the Year. Uh, whichever, whatever anybody says, uh, it is good. It is fun. I get hours and hours and hours of fun out of this game. So and Yakuza's and the Yakuza's. I mean, they have they and they they do great work. Um, I think Square has a chance to have a great 2020. Uh, if they don't yeah. fuck up Final Fantasy, which I, it doesn't look like they do, they're going to. That game looks freaking amazing. Um, it looks like and it looks like it's gonna hit. I think what we're gonna see, the biggest prediction I can make for 2020 is I think we're gonna see the big switch back from all of these crazy multiplayer 
battle royale kind of games back to single player. I think you're going to see like a, a pullback and you can start to see it a little bit even at the end of this year. Some of the big games, some of the games that really pulled people in, Sekiro, single player. Uh, Star Wars, single player. Death Stranding, single, single player. I mean, multiplayer, but not multiplayer. Mainly single player. Um, story driven, all of them story driven. Really story driven. Not you know story driven single player experiences and i think when you look at some of the major games coming out final fantasy cyberpunk all story driven all single player games i think this is going to be a year we're going to kind of see a little pullback because everybody has been especially the last couple years has been all battle royale multiplayer battle royale multiplayer free to play loot box loot box loot box battle pass yeah it's going to have to just 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 sort of ease back on that because again to almost gain our trust it's before they gain try to we're else. tired of it we're tired it's it's the it's there's, there's an oversaturation in the market so obviously when there's an oversaturation they're going to fill a void whereas there's a void in the market where where there have been great games coming out of that is that they can oversaturate the market now single player games and to be honest with you, a single-player game, I believe, is would be a little bit easier to develop in a sense that you don't have to worry about a multiplayer component. Or you don't have to worry about, like, you know, how does the net coding work? How do we balance these characters? You don't have to do that. You just... There's a whole... You actually have to have decent writing and story, but, you know, different areas. And we're going to see a lot of remakes, too, I think. I mean, Resident Evil's get three. And Final yep. Fantasy Seven. Um, I expect um, eight. I mean, if seven goes great, you're going to see an eight come. It's just, it's just given. Yeah, Fallen Order. Thank you, Bionic. Fallen Order, Outer Worlds, Sekiro, Resident Evil Two, Days Gone, etc. All single player games, all very good. And Days Gone, I think, is a little underrated for the for how for for a game that came out. And I feel bad because the guy who's the main actor in that one is also like the main actor in like the star the early Star Wars ones. And people are like, yeah. "Oh, Fallen Order is this great game." I'm like. Kind of reminds me of the other ones, and I like. Does it remind you of Force Unleashed? Force Unleashed, <laughs> and I like Force Unleashed one. I thought it was a fun game. It's a buggy mess. It's just a buggy mess. It was a PlayStation Two game. It's a buggy mess to begin with. <laughs> I streamed it, and it's like I got to the point where there was a game-breaking bug in it on the elevator. And, you know, is this not a Ubisoft game, which surprised the hell out of me for, you know, having this many bugs? Well, I forget who made it, but I, I I don't think they were. Who made The Force Unleashed? Yeah. I don't think it was anybody of note. And if it is, I'm going to I'm going to laugh my ass off. Force. Yeah. Let's see who this was. Drum roll, please. <laughs> THQ. I mean, yeah. And LucasArts, because LucasArts was a thing back then. But like, when you, and I, I will let you know this one. Uh, when when you see the game studios, and it, it lists, lists LucasArts THQ, but then it says Cameron, Sui, Aspire, Chrome Studios, Endspace, and Universimo as the developers 
So six developers. I don't know of any project when it has that many hands in the pot that goes well. If you want to play a fun third-person action game that that is relatively cheap right now, might I suggest Space Marine? That's a that's a that's, that's a choice. That's a call. That's a callback. That's a deep deep cut. It is Warhammer forty thousand, and it and it doesn't it doesn't try to be anything that it's not, which is just over the top orc killing action with crazy space marines and very little dialogue. So, works to me. Works for me. So we've mentioned some games, you know, that are story driven. We've mentioned games that predictions for next year. Let's come around to our game of the year. Sure. Now, do you want me to read off the people in chats first? Sure. Ones? Yeah, we'll read theirs first before we get to ours. Okay, because jdub.executable, who, by the way, a little bit of a plug, is doing a uh, 24-hour stream on behalf of Team Tig Whippy and Extra Life on New Year's Eve, 8 a.m. UK time to He's New Year's Day. right now, too, isn't he? Don't know. I haven't seen it on there. Oh, T. Paulin no. is streaming right now. Yes. So, uh, Cyril. Um, but yeah, his game of the year, because it got him to EGX as a speedrunner, is Sonic Free and Knuckles. <laughs> Without ages, apparently just doing a, a re-release of it this, uh, this year, but yeah, that's his game of the year. And then Michael has a list. He has a list of five, and I will say them in ascending order. Or descending order. Uh, at number five is a Plague Tale Innocence. At Solid number game. four, number four is Judgment. Uh, number three is Resident Evil 2's remake. Life is Strange 2 at number two. And at number one for Michael Passon, it's Super Mario Maker 2. I mean, that has the potential to be the best game of the year and the worst game of the year. It all depends on the map that you get. Yeah. And, yeah, whether you'll enjoy, like, doing creator stuff and playing creator content. So, you know, if anybody has a game of the year, let us know in the chat as we're talking away. Um, Say, so I have three choices. And I think I finally got my number one. Um... Notable mentions for this is my other two of My Friend Pedro. Okay. Which is just so stylish and fun. It's just a mindless game of just see how well I can go through a level shooting people. Matrix in a game properly. Um, and The Outer Worlds. The reason I put it as, num as a, a notable mention rather than my game of the year is um did I have as much fun with it as I did my game of the year? Not quite, just not quite. Um, and there's nothing against the game. I really like the story. I really like the dark comic uh, narrative that was there. I did like the fact that it was it was just firing ammo all at corporations and how bad they are these days. Um, I did like that. I did like the characters in there. I did like the one where you could have a choice 
of who you took with you. I did I did like that. But to me, the most fun I had over this year was Devil May Cry 5. Not for the fact that it was in London. <laughs> it's just, it's a game that you could just go, oh, okay, let's just shut our brain off. Let's just do combos. Let's just take demons out. Let us just have a rip-roaring time. Story was, was you know, at times cringeworthy as anything but that you know it sets you off on the journey with a very very sort of hyped up music going down you know driving with in the van and that that whole montage that whole starting just sets the tone for it and it does not let up and i liked that and that just drew me in for the for the hours i played on it it was about 10 maybe about that yeah yeah, but it was fun, you know, and it must be a, a good game if I'm still remembering it this far along into the year. Because that was an early one, was it? At what, late January, early yeah. February it came out? Yes, yes, that was about roughly when it came out. Yeah. And I still remember it. I still remember that opening montage. I still remember you know, just the little bits and backwards and forth between Dante and um, is it Nero? Yes. Yeah. And V. So Nero and, and V. So those little bits, very, very sort of memorable. And even talked about now, little bits of popping again coming into my head. So that that's why that's my game of the year. And I can't say Sekiro because, yes, I played a little bit of it, but I didn't complete it. Oh uh, yeah, no, notable mention must be like dark, the Dark Souls series with Jonathan. They they take hard games and make them sort of palatable, and so when they become palatable, they become more fun. So, what's your game of the year? Did my game of the year is? I think everybody can guess it. Um, it's, but it is my game of the year for the exact opposite reasons why Devil May Cry is your game of the year. Okay. It was mine was uh Devil May Cry 5 until I played and beat Death Stranding. Right. And the main reason I will tell you why it is Death Stranding. It elicited an emotional reaction from me that I've never had in video games. All right. Where Devil May Cry was all what Devil May Cry to me was you sat through the story to get to the action sequences, to get to the gameplay. Yeah. I think we can fairly say that, like, the story was there to loosely hold together the action set pieces of that game. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. That's fair. I think, I mean, Devil, and, and Devil May Cry would be the first to tell you that's what, that's what they do, because that, that's Devil May Cry. That's what it does. That Stranding... Stranding had its action its action sequences or its gameplay sequences as kojima very well very much does to get you to the next bit of story which in my mind put them par to each other which pushes which pushes uh that stranding is that he takes those action his action sequences and is able to create moments of just clarity and, and interesting parts that I've never 
seen in, uh, I've seen in video games, but it never hit me on an emotional level. Um, spoilers for the first hour of the game, okay? So I'm going to spoil the first hour of Death Stranding. If anybody doesn't want to hear spoilers of the first hour of Death Stranding, please stop now or mute. I will let you guys know and wave my hands when this is done. Okay. I have warned you enough. So, the first, the second delivery you ever make in Death Stranding is... Uh, you are the adopted son of the president of the of the cities of America. She dies, and you don't want her to turn into a death stranding and nuke the entire city that you guys are living in. You have to walk her body to an incinerator. So Kojima gives you no equipment. This is literally the first thing. You, your mom just died, and you now need to carry her corpse on your back up to an incinerator. You start walking, which you do a lot in Death Stranding, and Kojima, you're kind of walking over this flat kind of green field, and it's kind of up a hill, up a mountain that you have to, you see a few ladders for. As you're walking, though, he pans the camera out, so you get a wide view shot. The, the, the soundtrack, Low Roar, starts playing this kind of melodic, kind of indie, almost kind of sad, but uplifting song. As you're just walking, and like, and it's just giving you time to deal with the emotions of what happened and what's going on. And, like, it's kind of he's letting it sit in the, like, oh, shit, there's a lot of shit going on right now that you're going to have to deal with. Most emo like, it lets you almost kind of fit into Sam's shoes. Like, there's a lot of emotions and you have nothing but time to process this. And then, obviously, you get the body to the incinerator and things go on from there. But it's those moments where, like, Devil May Cry 5, action sequence, bang, 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 <laughs> great, solid. But I never felt that the action sequences were helping progress the story and causing, and, like, were there to, like, do that. And there's just those little moments like that that he puts in that really sets the game apart for me. I was emotional through 90 for most of the game. I cried in moments of the game because of how the the stuff that he talks about um yeah so it's for me it's polarizing as all hell i am very much considered to be a kojima fanboy uh i i will not defend that but the overall story acting and the people act in this game it's it's not like oh they're acting because they're voicing no there is acting in this game Norman Reedus is very strong in this character and everything. They're all great in it. Um, Mads Mikkelsen is absolutely insane in a great way in it. Um, the story is so convoluted, but at the end, unlike any other Kojima story, it actually makes sense in the end. Um, even as crazy as uh, uh, Norman Reedus, not Norman Reedus's character. Uh, what's our, what our favorite? Uh, Troy Baker. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, like our favorite actor, <laughs> Troy Baker. Um, even as crazy and out of place as his character seems, yeah, it makes sense towards the end of the what what's happening and why he's been done and why he is the way he is. And the famous tongue licking scene, though weird and creepy, and kind of like Kojima, are you doing that thing again? Is he doing the thing again? A little bit. 
Does it also make sense in the context of the game why he has her stripped down like that and puts a mask on her face and has her run under the rain? Absolutely it does. He's proving a point to her. So, uh, so Death Stranding gets my game of the year. Purely, almost kind of like how God of War got my game, I think, game of the year last time. It elicited an emotional response in me that I've never had video games do before. And it was more me wanting to complete the story and the narrative to see what happens to all of these characters. It was basically like the emotional investment you get when you're watching Game of Thrones or a long-running TV series. Like, I was emotionally invested in this. I didn't want to beat this just to put, like, I got achievement, I beat the game. I wanted to see the ending. I wanted to see what happened to these characters. I wanted to see what was going on. And that is why it's my game of the year. Because it was more than a game. And I see the 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 god of uh, the god of Kojima Productions was looking down on you there during that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, one of the, <laughs> my my best Christmas present this year by far is I have a uh, a three foot tall Hato Kojima now, uh, who will be making regular appearances on this show. It's okay, not life size. Not life size. <laughs> by the way, wearing a foxhound T shirt, so. Uh, he tried to find a life-size Hato Kojima. He wanted to get me a life-sized one. Hey, did you know he's Jeff Keighley's best mate? <laughs> no, he's my best mate now. We hang out all the time. Kim has also, like, banned him from being in any room that she's in. <laughs> she's like, he's creepy. I'm like, it's Hato Kojima. He's creepy. I'm like, I know he's creepy. He's Hato Kojima. That's <laughs> what he does. He's kind of a little creepy. Um... Also, uh, as a side note, uh, he's also already started on his next project. He tweeted out a picture of his desk, uh, which I immediately was happy with because he has the Three Body Project book series, which is a great sci-fi series as written by a Chinese sci-fi author. I can't recommend it enough. It's very good if you you like really like intense sci-fi. It's great. He also had the Captain Kirk autobiography. So it is the autobiography as written by Captain Kirk, not like a William Shatner one, but so very good. And uh, it looked like to be a uh, 3D printed reconstruction of Norman Reedus's face on his desk. <laughs> and I'm just like, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, that's fucked up. But it's, it's Hato Kojima. So you're like, eh, like he has a healthy <laughs> obsession with like just weird shit. My only, my yeah. only, my only sad, my only bit of sadness that he's never going to be able to work with H.R. Geiger because something tells me those two would have gotten together like, you know, pigs that would have been some freaky shit, right? Yeah, there were there were you want to talk about nightmare fuel? Can you imagine Guillermo del Toro, Hato Kojima, and H.R. Geiger walking working on the Silent Hill remake? Remake. It would it would have just been night nightmare fuel nightmare fuel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like why is nobody beating the game because shit's fucked up <laughs> <laughs> yes the card series is coming out soon yeah i'm I'm happy about that um once again people who can carry a show if anybody can carry a show it's freaking patrick stewart oh yes patrick stewart an englishman playing a frenchman with an english accent <laughs> It works. Yeah. It just works. Apparently. So, um, in the chat we have a another game of the year uh, for 
Bionic JT. He says the game of the year for him is Sea of Thieves. Just keeps getting better and a different experience each time he plays it. Uh, it's close second though is Sekiro. Again, games that I've only either partially played or bothered playing because I looked at it and went, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so if you do have some game of the years and listening to this in video on demand or podcast channels, feel free to send them in on the Discord or tweet tweet us them. It's not a problem. We'll, we'll, we'll look at them. So, well, yes. We won't yeah, judge you. No. No. Lest we be judged, and obviously we are being judged on our choices all of the time. Yes. Um, th- I guess this leads us to our to the last bit of bit that I'm going to spring on Will because we didn't okay. discuss this. Um, do you have any resolutions for the new year? Gaming resolutions. Gaming resolutions. Uh, to start my backlog properly. Okay. <laughs> That's my gaming resolution to get through the two last two Assassin's Creeds. And then get on with the actual proper backlog. Okay, I am probably I am going to try and do fifty streams this year. That means one additional stream a week with two weeks off. Okay, I think that's fair. I think that's yep. a reasonable thing to do. I'm going to try. That, that. is. I'm going to I'm going to try and get that done. And I believe I'm no. starting by by doing The Witcher Three. Now, does that also include what we've discussed, which I will talk about no. on this is this no. is this is does does this not include perfect. any right. podcast related things and also charity work that okay. that does not include that those are things that we do this is in addition this is 50 streams in addition to the normal content that you come to expect from this channel which is now if you're starting the witcher free does this mean you're going to go for all and complete it yes <laughs> I am going to beat The Witcher 3. Now, I'm going to beat The Witcher 3. I have the Game of the Year edition, which I guess means DLCs. Yep. Um, I will warn everybody. I will be playing it on probably either normal or easy. I've played it on normal. That's not a problem. I'm not doing the... I, I don't... I'm not going to play this game to, to be like, I beat it on super hard difficulty. No. I'm going to play this game... To play this game, see the story, and beat it. And if that means we're playing on easy, guess what? We're playing on easy. If it means I breeze through some... If I can defeat Drowners with Steel Swords... Hey, it's the Witcher. Because I'm going to go back in time to this and go... uh, Look right back in time because I believe it's going to be a five-year anniversary. I believe, when I started playing The Witcher. Yeah. And, get, and considering that, uh, A, um, The Witcher series just came out, so there's a little bit of hype behind it. B, I have the perfect title now, thanks to The Witcher series. Uh, yep. Toss a coin to your Witcher. <laughs> Toss a coin to, to your streamer. <laughs> Toss a follow or a like or a subscribe. Toss a sub to your Witcher. Once again, we 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 do we do not openly want or push for those kind of things, but you know yeah. See that's the thing. Don't t- it makes you feel bad. Easy's fine too. I mean, like Geralt is an experienced Witcher. Shouldn't he be badass? Yeah. So he should be. So I am uh, going to have to start the game again 
from the beginning. Yep. Uh, and we're going to play through it. And nice. we're going to try and beat But So, like, that's kind of my resolution is to, like, I'm going to just try and beat The Witcher 3 next year. It's well worth it. I think it's fair. Like, just to say, like, you want to know what? I don't beat a lot of games. So let's just try and let's set the bar low and say one. Beat The Witcher okay. 3. Because what are the two games that I've beaten on stream this year? There's been two. Uh, XCOM? Nope. Well, Death Stranding was one. Yeah. No, because it, it, it's not Death Stranding. I did not stream Death Stranding. The other game was a game I started in 2018, but finished in 2019. Wasn't that... Did, did, you, did you not do uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? That was years ago. But yes, that was a game I beat on stream. There's only like five I've ever beaten on stream. <laughs> XCOM was one, and I've done it twice. Because yeah. I did XCOM, and then I did XCOM War of the Chosen. I'm trying to remember. We talked about one he... of them. It was your game of the year was one of them. Devil May Cry 5, okay. yep. I beat Devil May Cry on 5 on stream. What was the other one? It was uh... part of a long-running series. Long running series. Yep. <laughs> it was the seventh installment of the game. Oh, I'm thinking like Resident Evil, but it wasn't Resident Evil Seven. Do I need to tell you, man? Yeah, do because I'm I'm looking through my bit here at the moment. I'm kind of like my brain's going. Uh, you need to multitask, lad, and I'm like, I can't. I'm doing this a second. It's like, but you need to. Your voice is making you look stupid. Seven. Oh. The flight, flight dog fight simulator. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we have made a lot of content. <laughs> we, we make a lot of content every year. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the 20. Also, this is uh, halfway mark. 25. Episode 25. Yeah. Halfway through this season three, four. This is season four, isn't it? Yeah. Our five years that happens at the end of the day, in June twenty fourth. Uh huh. Toss a coin to your Witcher. Yeah, what season four. It? Holy shit! Four seasons of this. So halfway through season four, uh, uh, J Dub's New Year's Eve special. Check that mm -hmm. out. Uh, yep. streaming for charity, streaming for kids. Uh. If Kim is working, I will probably stream New Year's Eve. Nice. Uh, possibly playing The Witcher 3. <laughs> <laughs> to start it out, just, I see. Let's get my ass on this. Let's. If we're going to get on the horse, we're going to get on the horse, right, people? Let's just get on. Dougie's, Dougie's doing 12 hours as well. Great. Uh, Great. Tons of content for you guys on New Year's Eve. Um, Me, I'm not. I, I'm deciding to not do uh, New Year's Eve. This year because of one J-Dub doing his stream, and you potentially doing one, Dougie doing one as well. It's a case of, I, so I've moved mine to Monday, and Monday will just be Late Night Lard starting Blacklist. All right. And I think with that, we're done. I think we're almost done, yeah.
that's it, everybody. It's been a decade. It's been a year. It's been half a year, depending on like your your reference of time and how we handle things here at Tickwhippies, because you know our the, we're ending our second quarter, which is the end of the year for some people and the end of the decade for others. So it's weird, but it's fun. You guys have all made it great. We appreciate you all being here. It's always a ton of fun to be able to talk with you. Look forward to talking to you in the new year slash decade slash yes. Oh, yes. Let's say thank you so much, everyone, for making this what it is. Yes. Uh, we are going to raid T. Paulin. Nice. He's playing Good Assassin's choice. He's playing and Assassin's Creed. I don't be know the original. which one. The... It will be the original. Okay, so he's playing the Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. Singular. Uh, and that's it for the afternoon, evening. Enjoy your holiday responsibly. Yes, happy have, new a, have a happy new year. We hope you had a good Christmas too. Yeah, we, we did. did. Obviously, um, everybody needs a little bit of Kojima for their Christmas, like I did. Uh, I'm very excited. <laughs> um, have yourself a very little Kojima. <laughs> have yourself a hajima little christmas <laughs> with some weird shit in bionic thank you very much for the subscription now thank you that's that's no really, some way to end the year next decade yeah we really do appreciate it it's been a ton of fun everybody go show t paul and some love uh it's gonna be a blast it's all good everybody yeah. Thank you very much. Happy New Year. We'll see you in the new year. Uh and that's about it. Uh we are gonna go out to Do I still have it pulled up? I don't have it pulled up anymore. Uh screw it. The this song. This seems like a good song. Alright, everybody. Ta ta. I don't believe that it's frozen again. The system has gone down oh down oh down oh I don't believe that it's frozen again. The system has gone down oh so I took it down to the help desk guy I said make it better or I'm gonna cry He said I'm sorry your computer has died The data can no longer be found Oh, found oh, found oh He said I'm sorry your computer has died The data can no longer be found Oh, to the roof with a laptop I did go Over to the edge and I gave it a throw And when it arrived seven stories below It really made a mighty fine sound Oh, sound oh, sound oh When it arrived seven stories below It really made a mighty fine sound Oh, well that didn't do enough to ease my pain so I went down to Dulles and I got on a plane Saying this is all Billy Gates' fault 